You're listening to the Bookkeepers Podcast with the 6FB, the weekly podcast for bookkeepers. Every week, we'll be talking about what's new in the bookkeeping world. And here are your hosts and founders of the Six Figure Bookkeeper, Joe Wood and Zoe Whitman. Hi, and welcome to the Bookkeepers Podcast. I'm Zoe Whitman, and today we've got a very special episode for you. Tomorrow, the 28th of December, is the first day of our Bookkeepers Launchpad. We've been thinking about how 2020 just hasn't been the year that everyone expected, and we want you to be confident for 2021. So over the next five days, we're going to be running five special days of challenges. We're going to be replaying some of our best content, and we've got some special podcasts coming up for you as well. We launched with a special training to talk about your 2021 goals. We realise it's a really difficult time to plan ahead when you just don't know what's around the corner. So today we're talking about quarterly goal setting and we're focusing in on the four areas that we think are really important for you if you want to start a bookkeeping practice or if you want to grow a bookkeeping practice. I hope you really enjoy it um, and we will see you for the launch pad starting on the 28th of December. Take care. Bye. Good afternoon. Welcome to our training on three-month goal setting. Hi, Joe. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm so glad to be back talking to you and um, thinking about something other than how long is that going to take to cook in the oven or I really should clean that or where's that going to go? So uh, it's really nice to be here and get my brain working. And we haven't had that much time off, but it just shows that you don't need a lot of time off to get that kind of the juices flowing again and you start thinking oh and especially with the year that we've had to have that little step back and break um we're in tier four so we haven't seen anybody or anything mm-hmm. and um it's been really strange but it's there's been lots of positives so I think this is definitely a time for reflection and looking forward which is why we're here how was your Christmas Zoe? It was really nice, actually. Um, I mean, we're in tier, we were tier two until Boxing Day. And um, so we kind of were able to see people. I was able to do a quick present swap with my sister, but we met outside and, you know, it wasn't the same. But at least I got to see her lovely face and um, and my niece and things. So that was nice. But yeah, we were just at home. And what I really loved about being at home was that there is no pressure. We could just like do what we wanted to do and um, chill and the kids could play with their toys. And that's what it's about really, isn't it? So um, absolutely, absolutely. My, my daughter, she's 10 and she got her first ever phone. Um, So I've spent a lot of time um, asking mums for phone numbers so that she could add them. And um, yeah, she's been, it's it's been, it's been really nice. Having that time to really help them with their, their toys and she also got the best gift which we're working on today she got this huge lego friends central perk set i want that i don't it's got all of the characters gunther has even got a little broom and it's got it's got the sofa and everything um but it's 16 plus so she needs our help sadly (laughs) but we're all the family we all want to get involved in that so it's really good fun so yeah it's just been nice to think but we can actually play with your toys. We can actually spend some time together. And I don't know. I think next year, yes, we're all going to really want to be together. But I think we will definitely make sure that we have some downtime as well. Yeah, it's important, isn't it? And I think maybe that's the one thing we've learned, isn't it? That we, it's good for us to spend together in our little nuclear bubbles, I suppose. Yeah. 
absolutely absolutely thank you for all your merry christmases in the group please yeah as we're going through today's training please feel free to message we can see your comments and it's so nice to um see you here and i hope you've all had a wonderful wonderful christmas um i'm so excited zoe that you messaged me and said joe i know we're on a break <laughs> rossism <laughs> but I've had this idea and I was like, oh my God, I'm so glad you've come up with something because I'm going out of my mind. My brain is going, I've got all these ideas and I need to do something with them and have some structure. And that's what we want to do today with you guys, isn't it? Definitely. We are, we've been thinking about goal setting, like we're nearly at the new year. I don't want to wish Christmas away, but you know, we're in that weird downtime now, aren't we? And that's why we put together the launch pad that we're going to be running. So if you don't know anything about that, we've got um, five days of challenges for you and videos and we're replaying some of our best videos and there'll be some extra um, little bonus things me and Joe will throw in as we go through the week. Um, but we're going to be talking about our bookkeeper startup program and we're going to be giving you some tips to get yourself confident for 2021. But part of that comes down to having some goals for 2021 as well, which is really hard right now because it has been a crazy year. Certainly for me, the goals I set at the beginning of this year, I was still running my own practice. Um, none of the stuff has worked out that I thought was going to happen and I had to seriously rethink what I wanted for 20 2020 kind of halfway through I had to think you know what's happening next for me what's going to get me closer to, to my bigger goals really and uh, and I had to rethink everything and that was quite scary and I think if for any of you who've gone through that because I know that a lot of you in our group are employed and have been furloughed um for some of you that's been really exciting because it's allowed you to launch your practice or start thinking about being self-employed but it's also a really uncertain time mm -hmm. um and I suppose just not knowing what's around the corner can make it really hard to feel like we can commit to anything so you might be just feeling like I don't really want to make any big plans right now because I don't mm -hmm. know what's going to happen next how was your 2020 like goal-wise Joe? well goal-wise um <laughs> If I'm honest, so I had my, and I've been quite honest about this, my first goal was to get to £10,000 a month turnover, and I got there. Um, but then my next one was the profit goal of £10,000 a month profit. And I and I haven't achieved it, but I've got to like the 9000 <laughs> So mm -hmm. I So that's great. Um, that's great. I But what's changed is what well, my whole business has really had to change and adapt this year. It wasn't so much focusing on the numbers and making sure that the compliance was done and making sure that all the clients were happy that way. I had to service them in a completely different way. I've had to become part counsellor. I've had to become, you know, someone that gets so much information from HMRC as quick as I can over to my clients. I've been watching so much of Money Saving Expert and talking to them about their personal finances as well as their business finances my role has had to change and adapt and my in therefore my business has and also the clients that i have my ideal clients or 60 percent of my business base have been shut for five months of this year that's never anything that i'd have planned for 2020 so yeah. i've had to really change and adapt um and i have managed to improve my so i have a one of my KPIs, my key performance indicators, a number that I can look at every month and go, 
am I improving or not? And I think this is something really it's measurable. So I like those kind of goals. Is my average spend per client? Because I've always thought, you know, I can have a thousand clients spending a hundred pound a month or a hundred clients spending a thousand pound a month. Which one would I prefer? Mm -hmm. So the higher the average spend per client, the better. And for me, um, it's it's gone up by a hundred pound a month oh, well per done. client. Yeah. So that's been a that's been a positive. But I have had to really think about diversifying who I am, um, who I am selling to, because mm. I didn't want a whole client base based in one sector that was in danger of yeah. you know, going under. Now, luckily, or not luckily, you know, I all of my clients are still surviving and they are all actually have some of them have got are in a better cash position than they were at the beginning of 2020 and that's great that I'm able to tell them that and it shows that that I'm helping them but and they've all become better business owners in some way and I think that's something we all need to take out of this whatever we had to do to get through we we would have grown in some way mm. or another even if it's been a negative year you have made you've learned some lessons and those lessons as long as you take from them something and then put them into the next year's goals then then you've had a good year and you've moved forward and I think we do need to focus a lot on that and like we said you know we've learned a lot more about family we've learned a lot more about what's really important our little bubbles that we keep talking about and it's funny I always used to say that when there was any issues going on in my family I've got a huge family I go I'm bubbling us. It's just our little bubble. Don't worry about anyone else. So I've used that term for a long time. And actually, my family WhatsApp group, me, my husband and my three kids is called our bubble. And it was called that anyway. So mm -hmm. it's made that stronger. Yeah. And then that helps you when you really, really know what's important. That helps us work towards our goals, doesn't it? Because yeah. That's the thing, your why is why we need to work on our goals. Yeah, exactly. Your why. Yeah. And that I think this summer, that was the thing I had to go, right, why am I doing this? Like, what, what is it that we want as a family? What are we working towards? And when we got down to it, we were like, well, actually, this is, a, we want to, we need to move. We wanted to move out of the city. We uh, need a bit, we need a bit more space to be, we, well, we're lucky that we're in the position that we can maybe look for somewhere with a bit more space. So we wanted to do that. And with the business that I, I decided to close the doors for a while, I wasn't going to be able to get any kind of mortgage to make that happen. And, you know, I want my kids settled at school. I don't want to be moving them, uh, at, like, you know, while I'm trying to sort of do some kind of transition. So I just decided, you know, this actually is the year where we need to start thinking about moving. So we weren't able to do that. So we had to make decisions to help us do that. And we've been running this business and I was like, I love doing this and this is going really well. And so that had to be part of that consideration too. So I think you're right. We've got to get back to basics what's important mm -hmm. to us as a family or whoever is important to you in your life like what what are you actually working towards why are you doing it and and also we need to do that reflection piece and look back on last year or you know the mm -hmm. year we've nearly finished like what as painful as it might be actually because I think this is going to be painful to look back on and probably for a lot of us which want to go that was an apps I just want to write that off and I want to move on and do something else but I think it is important to look back at okay, at the beginning of the year, what did I set out to do? What didn't go well? Mm -hmm. What do I still want to do that was on that list? And actually, what did I do well? Because there's some of some of this stuff did go well. And mm -hmm. some of those goals will be irrelevant now. 
um, we were talking in our, so on our six months, um, our six month success program, we run a course called the Bookkeeper Six Month Success Program. And we do a Q&A call twice a month with uh, people who are on the course. And Caroline, one of our course members said to us, we were talking about our goals, weren't we? And she said that she had, hadn't achieved the things that she set out to do at the beginning of the year. But then she said, but you know what? I'm not going to give myself a hard time because I have found other clients. I have left my job. I've made a lot of progress. I haven't got to exactly where I thought I was going to be, but I've done a lot of stuff and that's okay. And, and she was like, and on the backdrop of everything that's happened, mm -hmm. like that's amazing, isn't it? So I think we've got to give ourselves credit for what has gone Absolutely. well. Absolutely. And, and one of her, like, and going forward, one of her decisions was to make a really hard choice about a client that she's got at the moment. And she's made some really grown up business decisions. And that's actually what she realized was the goal that she was achieving was, you know, it was what she wanted, but she didn't want to achieve it at, all, at any cost. She wanted mm. to get there and know she'd grown a great business along the way. So actually she learned some amazing lessons. And so when she, and she's gonna, and what I said to her is that, are you keeping that goal? She's like, no, it's done its purpose. I'm gonna move it and change it. And it's gonna be a different goal next year. And I, and I love that because, we are fluid and everything changes. It's like this world has completely changed how we perceive, you know, we think we know what's going to happen, but we have no idea. And this is what this world has changed so much. So I love the fact that she's like changing her goal and like, no, that served its purpose. It got me to where it was going to be. Now I'm going to change and um, still look to the future. And yeah, it was, it was great. And we was, were so proud of her for what she's achieved this year. And yeah. so many people have made some really, really tough choices. Um, and at the time you might be thinking, is it the right one? But you could, as long as, as long as you're reflecting and learning and moving forward, you will, you know, you're doing fantastic. And we're so proud yeah. of so, so many in the group that are making, and also making the decision to become a bookkeeper. You know, you're, you might be here and you might be someone that's working in finance or got a history of finance. That's, we're speaking to so many of these, aren't we, that are qualified uh, bookkeepers that are working in employment and are worried about their job and they want to get some security for themselves um and you know me for me i've met i have grown my business and managed to in this time so it is possible you know uh, my uncle said to me you know in good times and bad people always need you know financial support accountants bookkeepers etc and that has really come into its own this year mm -hmm. so even in a really bad you know my business was covid safe you know, I was I was able to build in this time. So I think if you're thinking about becoming a bookkeeper, this is really exciting time because there's so many new there's other people out there just like you that want to go self-employed and they're going to need your help. So I think I think there's a lot of excitement on the horizon as well. There is. And I think one of the things is, though, that it's really daunting, like setting a goal now on the backdrop of everything that's happening or has happened. Um, and going right in 2021 this is what I want to do because like I don't know how many people in this group have had a vaccine yet I'm sure I'm no I think I'm like the gr group 11 on the list or something like might get mine one day before the end of the decade or something and um, you know we've probably got quite a long wait until things are anything like some kind of normal um, we don't really know what the fall there's a Brexit deal but we don't really know what that's going to look like yet so we don't really know what's going to happen in the economy and it's a really tough time to really like 
pin everything on a goal things might change and I think we've yeah. got to be prepared for that but it can make it feel quite scary to go and set like a, a goal for the whole year it's yeah. you know let's let's break this down a bit let's just think about what's going to happen in the next quarter and yeah. we talk about quarterly goal setting anyway don't we Joe? because we just think it means that you've got you can just get so much more done in the year but if you just think look I've just got to make a plan up until the end of March and that's what I'm going to work towards and I'm not going to think beyond that apart yeah. from knowing your kind of why like why am I doing this what do I really want to work towards and and actually that's something we talk about in the six month success program because yeah. we think it's really important to have some kind yeah. of vision like, about what you really want and what you're working towards so you've got to have goals which are in line with what you really want um but let's just today talk about some goals for the next quarter because uh, that's all we need to think about right now um so joe and i were thinking about the main parts of a business which are uh the, i know the challenging areas i suppose for bookkeepers mm -hmm. because we think that probably if you look at these four areas if you're not sure where to start with your goals this is going to highlight something for you that you need to focus on and we've put a worksheet in the Facebook group. So if you're not in the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club already, uh, then you can get a copy of this by going into the Facebook group and you can find it in our, uh, the Launchpad downloads in the, the Launchpad unit, you'll be able to download it. Um, I'm just gonna add it to our screen for those of you watching along. So hopefully you can see this really simple one piece of paper. So you can print this out or you can draw your own little grid and all we've got you to think about is a goal for each three of the three months coming up and four key areas in the business. And these areas then, so I've called them the four P's. I thought it was quite clever when I managed to think of four words beginning with P, but I felt <laughs> like they summed up, <laughs> felt like they summed up the kind of the main challenges that bookkeepers are facing. So um, the first one is publicity. Um, mm -hmm. So this is about like visibility, um, finding leads, potential clients, doing that kind of networking bit, getting your name known. Then our next bit is pipeline. So actually like converting those people, getting them on sales calls, doing the sales chat. And I know that that's a challenging part for a lot of people actually making the sales. So getting those clients ready to onboard. The next challenge a lot of people are facing is around processes and delivery. So a lot of you ask in the Facebook group about which software should I use? Do I should I use auto entry or receipt bank or why does everyone love zero? And, you know, these things come up all the time. So um, software, the actual processes like onboarding your clients or I don't know how you do whatever it is you need to do to get your job done properly um, and then profit. Um, so money, sales, profit, any of that cash related stuff that I think is really important as well. And I think for anyone, anyone watching this, there'll be something there where you're like, oh, I could get a little bit better at that. Um, and these all kind of work together as well. Like if you've got one of these, if all of the others are good and there's one where there's a problem, this is probably going to cause you a bit of a problem with your business, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so let's have a chat about each one in a bit more detail. Maybe that would be a good thing to do. And I, we were, when we were preparing for this, we we realised that there are a lot of bookkeepers in the group who are starting a business or thinking about starting. And then a lot of you are established as well. You've been running for a little while and you're growing your business at the moment. So let's think about what that might look like for different kinds of businesses. So publicity, Joe, you have in your business 
you've been growing, you've been like working on your networking and um, you've been looking at like how to sort of get your name around. What have you been focusing on to, because I know you've got to a point where you can't actually take on any more clients. You've kind of had to have a bit of a break. You've had to like have this waiting going, haven't you? What have you been working on in terms of like uh, publicity and PR and how have you, what has been your goal in that area? So my goal has been, I've always dreamed of becoming a key person of interest. That is the, that's the phrase. Daniel Priestley's book, I read it back in 2011. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. Key person of influence, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. And I absolutely love it. Um, it's a great book. And um, he really showed the how you, if you become an expert in your field, then you you create such kind of attraction marketing rather than having to force yourself upon people and do direct sales. If you're out there in the world as an expert, then people start coming towards you. Mm. And this is something I want to get across to the students that are listening, people that are right at the beginning of their journey. Please start being public about your journey. Mm. Please start telling people when you're going to college or you're doing online learning or when you get a, a certificate, because every time you do that, you're putting yourself out there as an expert. Because the people that want to come to you in the future, you not, might not be, have a practicing license now, but you will one day and that's part of your goal. So don't think you can't start getting public now. I have watched accountants on their journeys um, and watched them set up practices and watch them take on staff and watch them get better and better. And I know for myself, I see them as an expert, even though they're like years behind my journey, but mm -hmm. how they've documented it has just been so honest. And that's what people want. People want honesty. So don't think that this is not for you. This is definitely for you. I've even got my son, who's 17, who started working with us now. I've got him to send up, set up a LinkedIn page and I will get him to document his journey yeah. because it will show that at 17 years old he started working on this yeah and I suppose it, it helps with all sorts of things like um well in if in terms of social media it's amazing because it's going to help you like grow your followers and just yeah like get your name around more isn't it and I suppose yeah. if you're linking back to websites and things like that it's going to drive people over to your website so just starting any of that early is going to have um, an effect over time so as your son does his training when he's qualified in a year or a couple of years or whenever it is, he's already going to have like a really big presence online. So people will be like, oh, look, he's ready now. Exactly. Exactly. And that's great for, um, and as, if you've got a team as well, encourage your team. It mm. might not be you that goes on this publicity. Try and get your team involved as well. Or if you promote them, I'm, I really, that's something, that is a goal of mine for next year something that I haven't done um, and because of COVID haven't been able to do I'd love to have a team branding shoot I know you've done that in the past Zoe I'd love to give them all their own I'd love to have photos of us all individually and then together which obviously we haven't been able to do and if we can't do it together mm -hmm. I still want to try and do something individually and get that the brand across but I think it's just so important to show my journey how I'm growing now and how things have changed when I did my first LinkedIn post April 2019 and it was just me to start showing I now have a team and yes I'm can't take on too many more new clients at the moment but that doesn't matter it doesn't matter where you are we you told me this we need to keep our 
brand fresh. We need to keep up publicity fresh. We need to stay out there because there's going to be a time when I do take on another member of staff and I do have capacity. So yeah. I need yeah. to I need to keep that. But yeah, this is this is definitely something for everybody wherever you are in your journey. We need to really think about how do we set a goal for for the first quarter of 2021 to be more visible. What would that look like? Yeah. And for me, I do engage a lot in groups. I engage a lot in groups. I've become an expert in in groups. Now, this is a this is a top tip. If you are, you know, if you are a qualified bookkeeper and you're looking for more work, then find something a group that you can relate to. So, if you ride horses, maybe you go into a, a group where you know your fellow horse riders are. Or if you like golf, then in your you know group there, there'll be business owners in there that have questions and um, so just speak to the person that owns the group and just say just to let you know I'm this I could come in and do like a quick session on like if you haven't got your tax return sorted you know you're not just talking to those people in the group they are then becoming your sales people and it's like branching out so really start thinking about how you can become more visible in groups that are of an interest to you yeah it's a really good idea and it makes me think as well about the traditional networking part of it um, because I think for, well, I think there are a lot of things when I thought about this and I was putting together this three month plan template that we've got, I was like, okay, what might be your goals? Cause we want to keep this really simple. So you can, you can set this goal to be as small or as big as you want it to be. It's totally up to you. We just don't want people to feel overwhelmed. So if it's that you want to be working towards something over the next quarter, um, that might just be like being more visible or attracting 10 new leads per month or something like that. Like work out what that is going to be. And then what are those things, what are the things you can do that are going to help? So doing like Joe said, doing some PR using social media, joining Facebook groups is a really great way to do that. But also like going to networking groups, like there are virtual networking groups that you can join. So it might be that you identify a couple of networking groups where you're going to find the right kind of client for you who needs the kind of support that you offer it might be that you put an advert in your local you know those little do you get one of these little like a5 magazines yeah. through Georgia with like the window cleaner and everything on it um it's surprisingly cheap to advertise in those it might even be that you could write something for them uh like a little say do you know do you want me to write if you're if that's your kind of thing do you want me to write a little article about something that's of interest and uh see if they'll run it for you for free you know you don't know unless you ask no. um to just again to show that you are a like uh what's the word just a knowledgeable person in your field um but it might be as simple as like updating your linkedin profile um i, I know that a lot of people struggle with um or for a lot of people the goal always seems to be like i need a website i need a website and um and that's a big thing like it's a big thing to do if you don't haven't built a website before or you've got to find someone or you want to spend some money or you want to have a photo branding shoot or something like that you haven't always got time or money to do all of that stuff um so it might just be as simple as just update your linkedin profile yeah <laughs> But always be thinking like why am I doing this because PR for the sake of PR mm. isn't going to get you clients like it's it's great to raise your profile I think it had it helps with your credibility so much doesn't it but you've got to always remember why am I doing this and the reason you're doing it is to get leads 
you're doing yeah. it so people know what you do so they get in touch so you can have you can start having some conversations with them aren't you yeah and the more and the and the better your um the better your profile the better the higher you are raised as an expert the the quality of your leads will improve so this is so for me at the moment it's about raising my profile so that i get those really good quality leads recently i've had um, I've now got five online coaches that are all turning over a million pound plus. So I started off with one. They recommended me to another. They recommended me to two. So that's growing and that's a new a new area I've never been in. But for me to have those as clients, I need to have an online presence. They yeah, need yeah. to have, I understand their business. And I think that has helped that because they can go and search for me and the fact i haven't got a, haven't got a website which is going to be it's going but it's i do need a website um that they haven't cared so much because they can see i'm on social media like they are that's more important to them so yeah, yeah it's um it just raises your credibility and you need to but you need to be really think up we were speaking as well before about the fact that you can have results goals. So a result goal is very, is, is timely and it's measurable. So you could say um, at the end of January, I want to have one new client and you either know whether you've achieved that or not. Mm. So that's a results goal and that's great. But maybe behind that one goal, you need a few little processes that are going to help you achieve that one, that like tiny little minute things you can do what could you do what one thing could you do every single day to get you that client you know and it might be just going and saying hi to a few people in your local area networking group or just commenting just taking 10 minutes every day so that's the process behind the results driven goal that's going to help you achieve it and I think that sometimes people like I want to lose 30 pounds and then they haven't really got the whole plan they're just going to go hell to leather this is it whereas rather than saying like every day I'm going to do a tiny bit of intermittent fasting or something rather than you know not thinking about what that tiny little one thing and I think for me I've realized it's those consistent little things have the biggest impact on your goals rather mm. than trying to achieve way too much um something I've introduced this year is a 15 minute call at 9 15 every day with my team and that's had a, it's a tiny 15 minute but it's consistent and we all do it every day and it's really really helped us to gel in in this time where we're all working apart and it's something I only bought in in middle of November and we've all everyone has said wow we have grown so much in that time and we've and we're having a proper break now. Like we've got everything sorted um, and we're not going back to work until January. And that is because, and this is why my brain now is going, because I haven't actually got all this client stuff. I, yeah. I can think freely. And that was a tiny, consistent little goal that I've input. So that's what I want, you know, think of the, you've got to think of the big why, then break it right down and think about what do I want to achieve by the end of the month and think, what am I going to do to get there? love it so what tiny micro habit am I going to build that's going to get me to that goal at the end of the month I really like that I wish I'd put that on the worksheet Joe. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it is important I'm just I'm just thinking about like how that like visibility really important but it's we've got to remember why are we doing this so how are we using our the visibility we're making happen 
how can we do that in the most effective way to drive the result that we want to have? So what you've done around make, showing that you run a Facebook group to people who are coaches online who probably run Facebook groups, they want to know you understand their world. So you're doing it, you're experiencing it so they know they can trust you because you know what you're doing. So what one thing can you do to demonstrate to your ideal client or the people you're going to go and network with look, I really do know what I'm doing. Um, so like what we said about maybe writing something for a local uh, little, I don't know, what do you call, what do you call it? Pamphlet. Um, yeah. But like writing something for those little local uh, things um, or uh, putting stuff on your website or sharing things in somebody else's Facebook group, going live, doing a training. Like right now you could go on and help people like, this is what you need to know if you want to do your tax return or something like that shows people you know what you're doing and then when they feel like they need more help they know that you're the person that they can trust and come to so but it you have to know you're gonna convert you want to be converting sales off the back of this yeah. and also thinking about the other areas of the four areas we're talking about there's no point doing really good pr if you've got really rubbish services <laughs> like if you've got really rubbish processes you're rubbish at onboarding you like it's this probably isn't the thing to focus on so um let's move on to the next bits the next thing we want to talk about is actually like convert getting those people on sales calls mm -hmm. making, do, doing the sales chat which i know people find hard converting those people that actually getting the clients Mm -hmm. what can we think about so for startups if you're an absolute startup I and mean, you've never sold before and I definitely was in this position apart from like being a Saturday girl at Boots never sold anything and um and I found that hard uh, I think there's an email we send out actually sometimes and uh one of the things we used to, we had to link sell so like you'd be on the checkout people come in and buy cold and flu tablets and you're like do you know we've got a three for two on tissues at the moment and I just felt so uncomfortable doing it but you'd have these like targets for things you, it's probably different now so it was a long time ago but you'd have a target for the things you had to sell and so whenever I got to this point where I was like I've got to make a sale now um I would instantly think oh I don't like you know I feel I think bad we need to change I think what it is is changing the language okay so now I'm very much I don't think of it as a sale and I and the, this is a difficult thing when you're right at the beginning and you need the money you think you see people with pound signs over their head like they're floating there and you're like I need to get them I need to catch them what am I going to do but we do need to take a breath and think, how can I help this person to achieve like some great transformations in their business so that they are happier? And then when they're happy and they see my service as like so good, this is not going to feel like this is, doesn't feel like selling because, you know, you have a solution. You know that you can genuinely help them out and make their life better. And that's what you need to do. You need to get to a point where actually, if you do not have this conversation with them, you are doing them a disservice because you have the answer that they need to make their life better. And that's how I approach things. So I don't approach it. I'm just, I'm going in for a, I'm, I, I even say at the end, I don't chase anyone up because I'm not doing sales. What I'm doing is offering a solution to their problem. Mm, I love it, Joe. Love it. But it, it can be hard, like, it's easy for us to say just change your mindset isn't it it's it is something that takes work and I think it takes confidence and belief yeah. that you you do have that solution and it and it does take a few clients 
Absolutely. So start with friends and family. Start with people that already know that you're a good human being. You will know someone in your close network that maybe has a small candle business or a small something that they're running from home and offer to help them out and say, you know, and do it, do it for nothing. Do it for a candle. (laughs) Do it for something. And I've done that so many times, swapped services. So yeah. at the beginning, I would, I, you know, I've had people that are, um, have got a cleaning company and I'll say, I'll do your tax return if you give my house a deep clean, like a one off, you know, trade, oh. trade that don't and, and build that confidence up and then ask them for testimonials at the end, you know, and you don't have to be perfect from day one. You do not have to offer the perfect solution. I definitely have not done that. And I'm still striving towards it. It changes all the time. What you do need to do is have a good heart and going to to this with your best intentions with trying to help them out. And without, you know, if you go in like that, you will be fine. You will help them. And that's what that's what people that's what people want. Oh, Joe, I love it. I want to be your client. Um, but that's true, isn't it? And and it's and when you can see, look, I'm doing this and I'm doing a good job, and so and so knows that I know what I'm doing and I'm doing it well and I've made a transformation for them, that's gonna make it so much easier when you speak to the next person. Um yeah. when I was thinking ahead to like what for other bookkeepers whether you're new or whether you're growing your business what you might want to focus on in your pipeline so this is the conversions the sales part of it so so hopefully you've done some publicity you're getting some people on the on the phone you might then want to have some kind of target around how many people you convert because that can be quite helpful to track like what's going well or what's going wrong so i don't know if you're getting your 10 people on the phone every month for a sales call what percentage of them convert when I started to do this, I found that almost all the time, once I could get them on a call, it was fine. Because like you said, Joe, when you can say, look, I'm, I've got the solution for you and, and you can just have a chat. And they've already, if they're going to have a call with you, they've probably decided they need to work with you anyway. So in, in this day and age, when you can look up everything online and find out and do your research anyway before you speak to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but for a lot of bookkeepers in our community, it might be as simple as going back to basics, like who is your ideal client? So the services that you're you're offering, what kind of client are they going to work for? What kind of people are in your network that you or who are you working with already that you enjoy working with or where you can see the best results? Um, mm-hmm. Or what do you understand? Like what industry do you know? And there's so much that we can talk about to help you like work out who your ideal client is. But have a think about what kind of business do I want to work with and do they actually exist like am I being realistic about this because I think it's really easy to say oh I just wanted to work with like women who are mums in their early 30s and uh you know like it it's like we might need to be a bit broader than that so you might want a goal to think about your ideal client you might have a goal as simple as like booking five sales calls um, and that, or you might have a, a goal. I've put in a goal on this worksheet about like converting 50% of prospects or something like that to see whether you can do it just to give you something to work towards. Yeah. And what I love about that final one, the converting 50% of prospects in order to do that, you need to know how many prospects you've had a call with and how many of them have converted. And that is that wonderful KPI, this tiny, that doesn't take long to work out. It doesn't take long to work this little KPI out. If you do that every single month, that means what you you know what you measures gets done and focused on. So the fact that you've measured it, if you do that in January, February, and March, you will be so much further in knowledge about how well you're doing 
than if you don't. And that would that's a tiny thing. It doesn't take hardly any time at all. But it's it's a great tool. Imagine if you are now thinking of starting up your practice in the future and you're starting to write these notes down of like, this is what I'm going to do in month one. I'm going to see how many people I speak to and how many people I convert. Like these are amazing. This is thinking and this is what I do for my business. I want them to be CEOs. I want my clients to be CEOs of their businesses. I don't want them to think, oh, even if they work on their own, they are the CEO. They might be, you know, the cleaner as well and the tea maker but they've got to be the ceo and that kind of those kind of kpis if you're taking that out of your business as a one-man band bookkeeper from day one you've got that ceo mentality and that's that's just so important and and really exciting yeah and also if you uh know how many calls you're having and you know how many clients you're converting that's going to give you some stats which are going to just help you feel more confident so next time you approach your sales call you can be like well I've done 20 in the last month or you know whatever and actually I've converted 60% of them or you know something like that because otherwise you know what we're so there's something about the way our minds work where we focus on the stuff that's bad we focus on what hasn't gone well what we didn't do right but if you can go no actually I did convert this many I hate that word, but you know, I did manage to turn those people into actual clients, and um, it helps us like as we go on to that next call. And that is partly about the mindset, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. And and mindset is a big thing behind this pipeline. And um, but like anything, practice makes perfect, or practice makes nearly perfect. I don't think we're ever gonna ever gonna be perfect, but. It, it definitely gives you I I used to feel that dread that I used to have to stand you know do the superwoman pose before I got on a call with somebody and I, I know that fear um, and it's not like we haven't been there but mm. now I do it all the time so it's it's much easier um, you know I'm still not great at like Facebook lives I still get nervous because I don't do it every day mm. but I do sales calls every week so now they're getting easier and it is a case of choosing how hard as we said is it hard to get on the phone with someone and tell them about the solution that you can help them with or is it is it hard not to have any money at the end of the month because <laughs> you haven't got any well clients said. well said Joe. um okay so we've found client or we found leads we've converted some leads that's great unless you've got really rubbish processes and you can't deliver the bookkeeping so I think the next important thing to think about is that the processes that we've got running in our business and the actual delivery of the bookkeeping service so this is where you need to think about whether there's some kind of technical training you need to do like is there something where you are lacking because you don't understand something and if you if you don't go and do some training on it. Like one of your monthly goals can be like book in a training session on something. Um, If your processes, like if your onboarding process is hopeless, then your clients are going to come to you. They'll sign up and they'll be like, yeah, great. I'm happy to go. And then you might take two weeks or something to get them an engagement letter. And um, I don't know, not put them on direct debits or something. And then they're just thinking, what is this person doing? Like if they can't look after their own business processes, how good are they going to be at looking after my finances? So I think we need to really like deep dive on our own process. And I think, and this is when you're starting up, it's really hard to know what you have to do. And that's okay. Like it is hard, isn't it? Absolutely. absolutely. And I've, um, I've taken from something that James Ashford has said about the fact that we are in this day and age, we're not competing 
with other accountants or other bookkeepers. We're competing with the likes of Amazon and Google and everything that turns up the next day. That's the kind of speed that people want things. So with our processes, we need to think about that. And something little that I have changed this year in my processes that really has helped is I now, when when a client is in onboarding mode, so they are, they've signed and we have their MLR. So we kind of got them to the point where we can start on and we call them backlog or, you know, we've got a big backlog, maybe. I will speak with that client personally, me or one of my team, at least weekly. So that is a new thing that we've um, we've brought in until they get to a point where we're working in the month. So say we're in December and we're working on November, then they become a normal monthly client. And what this has done has helped us to really keep that engagement going and teaching the client what we need from them because they don't know and you might not know. So, for example, I take on some clients and they've got some processes that I've never heard of or a system that I've never heard of. So I need to learn this. So me speaking to them once a quarter is not going to get me there or get my team learning this. So we found that this real... It's really sometimes we speak to them every three days. Sometimes, you know, um, sometimes if there's a big backlog and we say, right, we'll leave you now for two weeks. If I haven't heard anything or nothing's been dropped into receipt bank, we flag it up and we go back to them, say, right, what's happening? And we support them through this because actually that is the hardest bit for us and it's the hardest bit for them. So one that's something I've learned this year. And I used to think, why did I never do this before? Like it's one of those things. Why did we never do this? Why do we just leave it down to the client and say to them, or you get all this stuff ready. And then when you've got it already, we'll be up to date. Actually, they really need that hand holding. And it's again, that's a tiny thing. It might be a 10 minute call here, five minute call here. And it really does help and cement that relationship. Because as soon as you've got all of their things like invoice fetch sorted out in receipt bank or auto entry or whatever you use, and everything's really linked up and you've gone through that process with them, they're really like glued to you and that's that's actually a really good investment of your time to keep um, and make that onboarding process as simple as possible for you and for them so don't be scared to have loads of touch points with your clients if there's any issues going on until they become an easy breezy once a month one yeah just you know yeah go for that and yeah that's one bit of advice I've got for them (laughs) really good advice and and these are the things that you don't know unless you've got somebody mentoring you or guiding you who has done this before and that's why we run, we run the bookkeeper startup program and the bookkeeper six month success program because we're sharing what we've learned and mm-hmm. you know that, you just don't know unless you've got the experience um but also um it's it's hard to just know like you mentioned mlr just now like yeah. some for a lot of newbies new bookkeepers this will be like what what do I actually have to do and I know that it once you've got your practice license or for some of you your students and you don't even maybe know that you need to have a practice license or or you don't know the alternative and registering for HMRC and you know we just if you're new to it you're new to it it's a new world and you kind of have to learn like the I know tech speak and stuff and find out to feel around to work out and sometimes it feels like that so you if you need to get a list of everything you need to do find that list and work through it like some of your your monthly goals might be to get your uh 
I don't know, your contract in place, your, your terms and conditions in place, or um, work out what your MLR process is going to look like. Like some of these things are the things you need to go and spend yeah. some time on. Well, if they, don't, if they don't know what's to go in that list, and this is what we found, people were like, well, where do I start? How do I find this information out? And it's not really anywhere. That's why we created the startup course. Yeah. Startup course, because we actually give you the step-by-step -step list on how to go from qualified to a practice license and taking on clients, onboarding, less of engagement, MLR, all of that. We've done it all for you and yeah. taken you and explained every single step in that. And that we were really passionate about that because we found that ourselves, even when I was starting up my fifth practice, it was still so daunting for me because things change all the time. So yeah. it was completely different. So yeah, I'd yeah, if you if you need that list, it's in there. Cool. Um, so things that you might want to think about then in terms of processes, um, it might be that you need to do some kind of software certification. So it might be that you're like, I really need like it can really help you in the like the publicity part. You might be like, mm -hmm. well, I can go and get myself added on a directory like zero directory or QuickBooks directory or something. If only I would complete my advisor certification. So it might be that you do your advisor certification or you one of the um one of the ladies that we were speaking to, we did a, a coaching session, didn't we, a couple of days oh, yeah. ago now with Laura. And she yeah. said she'd gone and done her futurely training after speaking to us. So, you know, it might be that you want to do some other software advisory program or your receipt bank training or something. So if yeah, there's something you like that, that, can't you, in the publicity. So it's part of your process. Yeah. But then you can actually share that. So, and that's what Zoe was saying. All of these P's are very closely linked. They all impact on each other and can benefit each other. So, I absolutely. Yeah. So, I've got a list actually of some software certification that I want to do in this time off. And um, I know that zero at the moment. I don't know if you've seen. They've said you don't have to. Usually, have to do it every twelve months. Your certification. But they've actually let people have another year because they oh. don't want to put any more pressure on. So, I usually have to do my zero in December. Um, but I don't have to do that. So I'm going to take the opportunity to um, do futurely. But um, yeah, it's 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 great because you're working on your processes and you are improving your publicity at the same time. So definitely a good one. Um, so the next one then um, I've put down like review engagement letter. Engagement letters are really tough one for some people. Like what do you include? What, are your what do your terms and conditions need? So it might be that you want to spend some time and just because I know I remember thinking, I've got an engagement letter. I'm really not that confident about it. Um, and then I ended up getting somebody to re review it for me. But it might be that you just are like, I just need to sit down and go through this. And that might be your goal. Mm -hmm. um, another one might be like Joe was saying about working closely with clients who you're onboarding when they have a backlog. Um, something I thought was actually there might be like a training video you give to people when you first mm -hmm. sign them up with Receipt Bank or something to just show them. I know Receipt Bank have loads of their own resources, but there's something different about you doing it yourself. Mm -hmm. um, so I like to give people a little video. Like I set zero up for someone the other day and I was like, I just did a little zoom and I recorded it and just showed showed her around and told her what she needed to do next. And um, and just sometimes sending something like that is quite personal, but shows people what you need them to do without taking up loads of your time. So it okay. might be that you need to have some kind of video as part of your processes that once you onboard someone or after that initial call, you send them a little video to show them, I don't know, how to use Receipt Bank or whatever it is that's going to help you show your client what to do so that they can help you to do your job better. Excellent. Um, so then the final part that we want to talk about then is the money stuff. And um, we set we set this uh, 
pulled, well, we set this whole group up and we called it the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club because we were like, well, you know, what but actually we were like, how do we relate to like bookkeepers who want to, who like aspire to have successful businesses? Like yeah. that, you, the guys who are watching us now, you're here because you are, you want to grow a business, you're starting out, you want to become a self employed bookkeeper, or you want to grow the business you've already got. We're like, how do we speak to you? It's a bit vulgar, but let's go with money. And so we called it the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club because we we're like, well, it's really clear we're talking about growing a big, successful business if that's what you want to do. For some of you, that isn't what you want to do. For some of you, you have different goals. It's about like looking after your family or having more flexibility or whatever. That is totally cool and you can choose whatever goal you want um but money I think has to come into it because if you're running a business your little dog joined us Joe. <laughs> she wants her money <laughs> um but if you like you might have all of this down you might have like good visibility you might have really good onboarding processes you might making sales all the time you might have really good processes deliver amazing services people can't stop raving about but you might not be making any money and if you've got loads of people who are paying you like £50 a month or something, something's mm. wrong in the money, something's going wrong. And we were talking earlier about how our businesses need to help us meet our goals as families and individuals and whatever we're working towards long term. Money is going to be part of that. Like you started this because you wanted to match your salary from your paid employment or or something or provide better like be able to employ your family members or yeah. you know allow them to leave a job or whatever it is you want to do so we always need to keep in mind that the business and our lives are really closely connected and it's really important the business is earning enough money for us to be able to do that stuff otherwise why are we doing it because it is not an easy choice running a business it's it's not um and we can't do it just for the love of the job you know and it's and I think people and I don't know why we are we do tend to feel embarrassed about talking about money goals and about actually wanting more. But actually, I really want like to stop people to stop thinking about that. And, you know, it's it's OK to want to earn money. It's OK to want to have a better life. It's OK to have dreams. And why? And this is all down to money stories that we have been grown up with. Um, you grew up with maybe you heard at one point that someone was rich, but they were really horrible person. So you linked that to think that money equals like being horrible. Um, and that was something I learned this week on a call with one of my new clients. Her goal this year was to earn five million pounds. And um, and I was I was like, OK, I was just writing it down and everything. And afterwards I was like, wow. And she's such a lovely lady and she's really helping people. And I thought these new clients of mine are going to help my money story. They're going to help me turn that around on its head and be okay with the fact that I do want to earn money. And, and the reason behind that is that I built this business. My sister was able to have maternity leave and be with her son and not have to rush back to a job that she didn't want to do. Um, she, uh, I want to be able to do the school run. I want to be able to be here when my 10 year old is having a hormonal like outburst and crying and she doesn't even know why she's crying I want to be here for that and I need to earn money to be able to do that mm. and so I don't feel ashamed and even if I did I don't I'm not very um 
I don't have ideas of like cars or anything. And I'm I'm in the house that I wanted to have. I'm in my house. So I'm 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 really cool with that. What I want now, and I think lots of us are changing, I want to have experiences with my family. I want to get out. I want to I want to be with my family. My idea yeah. of like to have everyone here and be able to all to have like nice Marks and Spencer's food and things like that and be able to say to my rather than at the moment I'm always like bring a bottle if you're coming bring a bottle I want to be able to say don't bring a bottle just be you and I can afford it that's what kind of fills me up and it doesn't it doesn't have to be sleazy but lots of us have that money story that aiming for something it's got a bit of a bad feel to it and I think that's a process and maybe that is going to be one of your goals to work on as personal you know um goals is to maybe look at what your story is and where it's come from and maybe thank that lesson I do this a lot thank you for that lesson but that doesn't apply to me anymore and I don't need that to stop me so thank you but I'm moving on and I'm going to rewrite my my new you know my new thoughts and new stories um but Profit is really important. We are not here just to slog our guts off for no no income. What is the point? You're not helping anybody. And also, I'm going to put this to you. If you cannot run a profitable business, how can you help your clients run a profitable business? Mm -hmm. Your business has to be really great because how else are you going to be an expert to be able to tell them what they need to do? So use the software, the certifications and everything that you're using for your clients. Make sure you are using those first, that you are the best model client that you've got and make sure you put your own bookkeeping um, at, the, at the first thing that you do every month. Um, and that's really helped me turn my business around. I love that, Joe. Um, I like the Marie Kondo approach to thanking your memories and uh, moving on. I really love it. And uh, I'll be doing that a lot. <laughs> um, Someone actually said the other day, I saw a meme, like, does your client spark joy if they don't thank them and say goodbye? <laughs> Isn't that brilliant? Yeah, it, it is. It's really helpful. And I think that a lot of people grow up being like, I don't know if you're working class perhaps and you you've been brought up and the people always think oh so and so family have got so much money look at them with their massive house and you know oh in the higher income bracket and it's like this is not helpful and this is really not helping anyone aspire to do anything and I think also um we we might even think we don't I don't know how to say this. I think perhaps people think that when you're making money doing something it's because you're taking advantage of other people. And there's a big conversation in bookkeeping mm -hmm. groups all the time where people are saying, how much should I charge for this? How much should I charge for this particular service? And people will say, oh, you know, and they'll, they will bargain themselves, they'll bargain each other down on what the price should be. I would do it for less. I would only do this. It's really simple. It's just this we have to start thinking about our worth. Like you have done a lot of training. Anyone who's here, anyone who's done any finance exams, bookkeeping exams, you know what you went through to get that qualification. Mm -hmm. You also know how much experience you've got behind you. You know these systems, all this training and stuff we've been talking about. You've taken time to do this stuff. You're an expert. If you went to the doctors and for a GP appointment and they did something and it took two minutes and they gave you a prescription and then you were out, you you would they're a doctor right they're a doctor you you don't go oh well I was only there for two minutes he should be on like minimum wage you know how much training it takes to become a doctor it takes a lot of training to become a bookkeeper or an accountant as well and we can't do ourselves such a disservice we're not taking advantage of people this is not what it's about what we're asking people to do is charge more than the minimum wage because there are too many like 
price comparison things or all these things you can download and it just works like how much would you charge if you were charging the minimum wage this isn't a minimum wage job like you've had to spend 2020 interpreting everything that comes out of the chancellor's mouth in five minutes before your phone starts ringing from with clients with questions so you know what you're doing and we've got to start realizing we know what we're doing and that that is worth paying for yeah and the more that we kind of do this amongst us i can honestly say that so if, say for example i'm trying to think of an example if you was offered something that was life-changing and that it was going to take away like stress and you're going to be able to sleep better and you're going to have more money in your bank and you're going to know exactly where you're at and you your your relationship with your wife is going to get better and you're going to see your children more how much would you pay for that and that's exactly what we're offering yeah. you cannot put a price on this value that we're offering you've got to stop seeing it as a transaction we're mm. not offering a transactional business it's not about how many transactions there are going through zero it's about the support it's about the fact that we know what we're doing and we can keep them calm and all my clients haven't got to think about their tax return in December and I've had so many like lovely thank yous like this is the first year ever that I've not been thinking oh god Christmas is over now I've got to think about my tax return it's done so you can't put a minimum wage hourly rate on that. So stop doing it. Like, and this is what we're going to teach you and st stick with us. Cause this is, this is, this has come from a lot. Like we have invested heavily in ourselves, not just our training, but also personal development. And, and, of, and that really helps. All my friends call me their guru. I can't help, but like life coach people. And, um, and, that has helped I do it with my clients as well you know and I think that's actually helped a bit like mm. wh whatever your experiences have come from it's not just about your training and the transactions that you're dealing with it's the fact you're a business owner it's the fact that you stopped working and made a really hard decision to run your own business or you even or you thought about putting yourself through training while doing another job and you know working all these hours that's why they're coming to you because you've got this amazing kind of gumption and mindset and they're going to be attracted to you for that not just the transactions you're processing absolutely um so in terms of the finance stuff uh, that you might need to focus on your in your business so profit there are two sides of profit right there's sales and there's costs um so well let's just talk about costs because I think the easy thing like there's so much like sh shiny ob object things going on in the bookkeeping world it's really easy to want to buy something like when you get a new client and you're like okay I'm making a bit of money now I'm gonna buy this or upgrade this or buy a new computer or whatever keep really keep focus on the costs like if profit is a problem right now but you're you're getting sales but you're just not seeing the money in your bank just have a think about whether there's something going wrong in your cost base um, and this is stuff we can share with our client like we can help clients with this too yeah. so just think of yourself as a client like joe said use the tools use the software look at your own business make some like it's going to be tricky but think about whether there's something you can cut back in your business because you might well be able to uh, we did this actually didn't we we went for the six figure bookkeeper we were like what are we spending too much on like what do we actually need so you you know we do have to all do this sometimes absolutely absolutely um, it's, it's a really good um practice because i mean i I practice a lot of the profit first mentality and I do this with my clients and it is so true that actually and it's been proved in this pandemic that when the sales drop you really assess your costs and you get them to the bare bones 
Mm. And because my clients have only been open maybe one or two months, they have not spent more money because that money's been so precious and their gross profit percentage, their net profit percentage has gone through the roof in those couple of months because they really focused on the costs. But when you're earning money, you think, oh, I can spend that. So, yeah, it's it's a great exercise and start practicing it absolutely with yourself, with your clients. And that's where advisory comes in. And sometimes it can be just the odd. You signed up for something for free and then they put you on a monthly charge and you're like, oh, God, I didn't even know I was paying for that. Mm. How much value is that for your client? If you're saving them the odd 20 quid here and 50 quid there, like you're paying for yourself. Yeah, like nice way to think about it. Um, so other things to think about then are, I put in here one of the goals I've put on the worksheet is like review your profit requirements so we were talking about how your business and your personal life are connected your business is there to serve you as an individual to serve your family to help you get whatever you need to be earning so think about what profit your business needs to be earning so that you can have the life that you're in this for that mm -hmm. I really think that should be a goal for everybody wherever you want like even if you feel like everything's all right spend give it a make it one of your monthly goals for for the new year because I think this is a really important one yeah um, and something that I've done that I'd love to share is the fact that I had a goal of how much money I wanted to take out every month but because of cash flow and being in a new business it didn't quite work quite well that I could take it all at the end of the month in one lump sum so and something um I I tell my the directors that I'm working with or the business owners I work with as well is maybe if you know how much you want to take out on a monthly basis start paying yourself it weekly just mm -hmm. to kind of help with the cash flow and it's something that I've done and I actually feel like I'm actually properly paying myself while, rather than we all do it sometimes when we start business, take a little bit here, take a little bit there, like little, and you don't really realize how much you're always taking. Obviously I review my management accounts and I figure it out, but it didn't feel like it was a proper wage. Whereas yeah. now I put it in as a weekly and it's not something I want to be, I want to go to monthly, but it just takes a little bit of time to build up that pot so that you can yeah monthly but that's the goal of mine to start paying myself monthly so that's a something like that and that is something to do with your profit requirements so um yeah I think something I know lots of you will be just taking bits and pieces out of your business as and when you need it but decide how much you want how much you want eventually how much you can actually afford at the moment and then if you can't afford it in one lump sum break it down over weekly and see if you can improve that maybe in six months time you can go down to two weekly and see yeah. if you can get to that point by the end of the year. Good tip. Um, the the final one we've got is um, to put your prices up. Now, I've actually written on my worksheet to put prices up for new clients because mm -hmm. I, when we start out, you might take, like Joe said about taking on a friend or as a client or, you know, some a, fa a family member or something, and you might be doing some work for them for free or a very low amount of money. And you might, there's a lot of loyalty there and you don't want to, you don't want to change that. That is okay. But mm -hmm. you need to know what you should be charging for your services. And it, it's worth considering whether if you want to put your prices up and you don't want to touch those old clients, you start putting prices up for new clients. Because if you're not sure, like when we're like lacking confidence to go out and say these not, because sometimes people will be in the call and they'll be like, okay, how much is that going to cost? And that's where we're like, oh, gulp, you know, it's going to be however much a month. And if you're feeling like that, try it out. Try it mm -hmm. out on the next sales call. Yeah. See what happens. Because I've 
often I think you get to a point where people are like, oh, I thought it'd be more than that. And it's, you know, depending on their reaction, you'll be able to pitch whether you've got it right or not um, mm -hmm. in terms of like their demand. And and you know what, there'll be loads, of, there will be also people out there who are like, oh, that's way too much money. And those aren't your clients. Those yeah. aren't the right person for you. That's okay, you walk away. But mm -hmm. make sure that you're quoting the right prices going forwards. And I think it's good to have a goal to review what your prices should be and make yeah. sure you're charging those prices in new sales calls. And that's where that KPI as well comes in. You know, the one we talked about where how many you're converting, how many sales calls you have in, how many turn into clients. When you bring in a new price and you've already got that conversion and you know, OK, I convert 50 percent. When you bring in the new price and someone says no, you'll say, well, I know 50 percent are going to say no anyway. So it's not going to make you feel like not to carry on. Keep going because the percentage might be exactly the same. It's just the first person you put it to said no. So yeah. KPIs are, yeah, really, really important and give help you build that confidence and that kind of just, you know, belief in yourself that actually some people are going to say no and that's okay. Yeah. Um, well, hopefully, I realise we've overrun and hopefully that's given you a really some ideas to go away and think about to set some goals for the next quarter hopefully a quarter is less daunting than the whole of 2021 it gives you an opportunity to change things go and have a think about which area of your business needs some attention and give yourself a monthly goal for each area uh, a monthly goal for the next three months so that you feel like you've hit a, a goal by the end of March and we'd love to hear what you're going to be working on like really yeah. like, like post in the group and let us know what you're going to do Fill in, yeah. fill in the things and post. I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to fill it in because I think what Zoe's created there is amazing. And um, I love the four Ps. And I think I love a one page goal because I can stick that up and I can look at it every day um, and, and keep it really visual. But no, thank you so much, everybody. And of course, tomorrow is the start. Tomorrow is the start of our bookkeepers launch pad. And this is for anybody that is... Uh, a bookkeeper or wanting to start their practice and looking for either their very first client or their next client. You know, we're all hopefully growing, even, even though I'm getting to capacity, I've actually created a bit of capacity recently. So I am going to be looking for my new client. So I am I'm going to be taking all the tips on board as well. We're going to be revisiting some of our favorite podcasts and some of our favorite trainings and really just getting our heads into the right like mind space for 2021 you know I'm not I'm not going to say 2021 that it's not going to be easy okay this is not going to be wipe away all of the problems by no stretch of the imagination there's still going to be some stuff that comes up and that's okay if we have a plan and we know where we're going and that we are achieving our own micro goals then that's fine we're still moving forward and we're still providing for our families and still you know as long as we're don't want to burn out and we need to look after ourselves. You know, some of you might have a really testing time coming up with your with lots of tax returns and things. And we are here in the group to help you. You know, please, you know, let us know if we can support you in any which way. But we are so excited for our Bookkeepers Launchpad. We've got some tiny little challenges that are really easy to do, but are going to have massive impact. And we can't wait to see how many new people are going to get new clients, can we, in January? We're so excited. I'm really excited. I, I, it is. It's simple, but it's going to take a bit of courage to do some of them. But I know that with the support of the community, you're going to be able to do it. And I'm excited to see people's posts um, Yeah, starting tomorrow. We're going to join in, aren't we, Joe? And um, 
yeah, really excited. So yeah, post in the group, let us know what your goals are for 2021 and get involved with Launchpad. I realize it's the Christmas break, like have time with your families. Um, but if you can take a bit of time out, we'd love you to join us. All of the videos and replays are gonna be available in the group to watch until the 4th of January, and then we take them down. Um, the reason we're doing that is because we that is the start of our next Bookkeeper Success Program intake. And um, we actually have a live, uh, a, a live call like a, an induction call I suppose for our new course members um, on the fourth and all of the content from this launch pad will be added as an extra bonus module to our bookkeeper success program so uh, if you want to find out any more about the trainings that we do join in with us next week and we'll be talking all about it but for now have a lovely Sunday afternoon thanks for joining us nice to speak to you Joe. thank and you and I hope to see you all tomorrow at the launch pad can't wait don't forget to join us every week on the Bookkeepers Podcast, the topical bookkeeping chat. Why not join our free Facebook group, the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com.